Hey everyone, I'm Veronica Roshek, and I'm your host of the Amplify Iowa podcast. This is a place to hear the stories of our favorite, some of the fastest growing, and some super unique local businesses directly from their leaders. Thank you so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get started. episode today is featuring Zombie Burger. It is such a great restaurant staple of Des Moines. It's so inventive and creative and they've got this really cool apocalyptic vibe um, to them and zombies of course. And from Zombie Burger I have Tom McKern. He is their executive chef and he has been one of the, the leading people in the development of this business since it started in 2011. Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Yes. If you could just tell us a little bit about your journey to Zombie Burger and then also about how you got started. So um, I, I, I grew up in Des Moines, in West Des Moines uh, specifically. I uh, went to Valley High School there and then went on to DMAC for their culinary arts program and graduated through there. And then uh, in 2007, I got brought into Gateway Market, which is um, another one of our brands under the Orchestrate Hospitality Group that Zombie Burger is under um, as a chef at that time. Um, And then in 2011, when we announced Zombie Burger was going to happen, they asked me to take the helm of uh, zombie. And then I've been there pretty much ever since. So a little bit over uh, nine years now. Yeah. I can still remember so clearly when Zombie Burger opened. I was just nearing the end of college and it was a really fun trip to Des Moines to get to come and check it out. And I've had multiple friends from out of town, you know, they're like, oh, we got to go check out that Zombie Burger place. So it it seems to be, you know, it's still, you know, it's, it's been nine years. It was a very much a buzzy new restaurant with a cool name. But now you guys have more than one location and have uh, expanded a little bit. How has that journey been from year one to year nine, almost 10 years in? Uh, well, so at the beginning, we were just literally trying to figure it out. When, when we started Zombie, we thought that it was going to be a very small sort of na- like neighborhood burger and beer place. I mean, we didn't have a host stand. We, we had a, a very small chest freezer for our ice cream, which quickly was not enough considering we go through <laughs> roughly about 200 gallons of vanilla ice cream every weekend. Wow. Um, yeah. It's it, the, the volume of the stuff that we use uh, is a little, still astounds me, but so at the beginning there, we, we just didn't know what, what zombie was going to be. We, we had an idea that it was going to be pretty successful, but it definitely uh, uh, blew up a lot faster than we uh, anticipated. So we ended up building out a second production kitchen and, you know, adding a whole bunch of uh, extra features to make it a little bit more uh, feasible for the weights that we can get on some afternoons. So, but yeah, so now, now you know, we, after those first couple of years, we decided to add uh, a location out at Jordan Creek Mall in the food court. So it was trying to figure out how to turn our brand into something where it wasn't about so much 
the the novelty of you know the props that we have on the walls and it was more just about the the quality of the food and you know just proving that you can do fast food in, in a quality way you know actually producing all the products in-house and and actually taking care to to make everything you know the way that we want it so uh, a little bit of a challenge to to do that and to compete with the national chains that you know have big buying power and don't necessarily use the kind of labor model that we do but uh, overall it's been fairly successful for us yeah it seems like the line's always long so that that seems to be a good sign if you've always yeah, got a good no, customer base you know r- running up that line in in uh, that Jordan Creek food court of course but you know from an outsider it, it certainly looks like and I'm sure a lot of the locals see it too or anyone that's a consumer man it seems like they're they're always busy it's always hopping business must be really good which is so great but I know that you know from a startup restaurant standpoint even though you're part of Orchestrate Group, which is an overhead there that's been in the restaurant business a long time, there's always got to be some level of growing pains or something. Can you think of a time where things either didn't go go as well as you thought they would originally, or you had to change your plans? Well, we had um, we originally expanded out to four other, or we had four Shake Labs after the original Zombie and. You know, some of those didn't work. Um, we put two in the Iowa City, Coralville um, area um, about three years ago, and, and they just didn't take off. It's um, We thought that it would be a bigger hit with – we put one right down um, in, in, in sort of the, the college kids' like bar area there in Iowa City, and it just – it didn't really hit. And, um, and unfortunately, that's that just happens. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that – don't work out. And, uh, luckily we, it, we, we have found our niche and we're still doing great in the East village and then in West Des Moines as well. So, um, it, we're just sort of sticking around here. That it's, it's good to be able to figure out your market for sure. Um, and then learn from that. So in that realm and is there plans to expand other places in the future or what are the ways that you guys are thinking that you're going to grow your business or evolve your business going forward? We're, we're adding um, some extra – we actually are launching a breakfast menu at the, uh, at the downtown Zombie Burger location and then looking to expand that to the Jordan Creek location as well. Um, and we're, we're trying to expand on meal services right now. We're not really looking too much at uh, expanding locations at this time, and especially with the way restaurants are right now and our ever-changing culture. Um, but you know, and, and just trying to figure out the best way to do everything now, adding the amount of online and delivery that we're doing at this time, it, it's really challenging to like do it right every single time. And so we're, we're really focused on that. I mean, we want to make sure that, you know, it, it, even though we're going through a third party and, you know, it, it, it's sort of out of our hands once it leaves our restaurant, we want to try and do everything we can to make sure that it comes to that customer just like they would get in the restaurant. So a a lot of focus on just trying to freshen everything up and, and just do it right. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense that you've explored that one option. Now you're figuring out how to explore and grow in a different way. This breakfast menu I'm assuming is going to be over breakfast timeframe. So that in a way does expand, right? Your your timing. Uh, when you're open and all that sort of logistical stuff. 
Yeah, no, adding two to three hours to every single meal uh, or to every day as far as actual service time. And that'll help hopefully help us with our uh, um, overall volume of sales. And, you know, it just it, it gives customers what I think that we're still missing in Des Moines a little bit. There's not really a great breakfast place downtown that's reasonably priced sort the same way that zombie burger, you know, our normal menu is. Um, so we focus a lot on that and just sort of economical, but really, really good. Just same, same motive that we've always had. So, yeah, that's, that seems to be a good fit. It does seem like breakfast is maybe lagging a little bit in Des Moines right now. So yeah. you'll have all kinds of success there in, yeah, in that category. We're going to give it a shot. Yeah. That's all you can do, right? Exactly. For, for other business owners that, or, you know, people thinking to ex- expand out, change, you know, evolve all these different things. What made you guys, I mean, for one, you, you tried it, right? You, you tried the multiple locations thing in other areas and then decided that these two are the ones that are generating the right amount of business. How do you decide breakfast? It's a really good idea. Like, how do you decide that that's a route you're going to take versus maybe trying a new city or something like that? As of this point, you know, we, we just want to find more revenue within the places that we're already at. You know, I mean, we're already hitting the numbers that we need to do, but if we're going to find growth, um, it, it's easier to start within than to try and expand out further. You know, it's, it, we, we, that staff is already in place, you know, and there, there's not a ton of additional, you know, food items to bring in and, it's a it's a cost saving way of adding um, service hours, um, you know, and as opposed to at this point trying to launch another restaurant, and you know we're looking we could have another shutdown at some point or something like that. So we're we're just really focused internally on what we can do to continue to succeed. Yeah, that makes sense. Restaurants in particular of all businesses, but although I feel like I'm saying this a lot for a lot of different sectors with the current environment, with, with COVID pandemic going on, certainly has been hit really hard, right? Um, yeah. Had to really change. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, when the original shutdown happened in, in March, um, we had to lay off the the majority of our staff, because, you know, we couldn't be open, um, we ended up staying open strictly for delivery and uh, carry out uh, business and, and ran with just our managerial staff for those uh, eight, 10 weeks, whatever, what it was. Um, and then once we were actually able to open back up the restaurant, you know, then it was trying to determine how, how to fit. A, like we built that restaurant pretty small because we didn't assume that we would be that busy, like I talked about before. So trying to maximize the amount of people that we could have in there while following the guidelines, it, it's tough. Um, luckily, we have a really big patio, so we've been able to use that throughout the summer, and that that's helped a ton. But really, like like I said, focusing on that the the carryout and the delivery platforms and our online ordering has really been the the mainstay for us succeeding during this time I and mean, we're uh, constantly trying to find faster ways to get food out and and packaged and everybody gets the right food i mean we'll be running 15 to 20 carry out orders at a time 
on top of our normal restaurant business. So just making sure to do that all correctly. And I, I, our team is very, very strong over there and they've been doing a great job with it. So I it just really our focus right now is finding ways to uh, improve that delivery and, and, and uh, wear those drivers out a little bit. Yeah. That sounds like, you know, as much as you can do, and it, it's tough it is, as things are right now, people are, seem to be, you know, consistently still still ordering food if they're not going out to the place. It's a different experience, but, you know, at least it's, it's a way to still enjoy a different cuisine that, you know, certainly I can't make a zombie burger, so exactly. uh, you're not well. We're, we're, we're a pretty specific brand, so if you, if you want it, you got to come to us. So. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, kind of a fun thing is the menu is super fun, and right now you're expanding out a whole other menu, sure, and especially from a chef perspective, this has to be so interesting. Do you have a favorite burger? Are there any sort of creations that might be up and coming or something like that, too, that might be fun to talk about? Yeah, um, well, my favorite burger on the actual menu is the Undead Elvis. Um, I'm not sure what it is about the combination of the flavors. It's American cheese, fried bananas, peanut butter, bacon, and a fried egg. But something about the combination of the flavors is just great, and that's one of my favorites. I also am really digging on our new fried chicken sandwiches that we launched last year. We have uh, the the poultrygeist, and then we have three specialty ones where we dip them in different sauces. So we have one that's a Nashville hot style, one that we did a hot honey barbecue sauce with, and then one with uh, the sweet heat barbecue sauce I've been making for years and finally found a way to use it in the restaurant. But so the chicken sandwiches are great on there. And then uh, every week we come out with our ZB of the week, we call it. It's our, our special burger. We've developed, I believe, probably about 250 different burger specials since we opened um, and started launching. I think 2012, we started actually doing the burgers every week. But we have one coming up soon. We're actually working with um, the medical marijuana, uh, medical marijuana group. They uh, wanted to like highlight some of the new bills and laws that are coming in. So we're actually doing one uh, called Blunt Trauma, where I'm doing a hemp seed bun and uh, hop-infused barbecue sauce and uh, doing, doing a couple different things to sort of highlight that. And we can then use it as an educational platform as to what's going up in the legislature as well. That's cool. That's a really good way to, yeah, integrate multiple things. 250 different burgers. That's crazy. How many of these things are you the creative force behind and are coming up with all these ideas? So probably about 90% of the core menu we've had since the beginning. And that was George and I working to George from our, our, our partner, managing partner and chef. Uh, and, me coming up with in that summer of 2011 before we opened. But then he sort of just let me take the, the take, take the reins of the ZB of the week program pretty early. So, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity for me. I, I, I have a lot of background in different cooking styles and I always want to learn new things and learn how to cook new things. So this is a way for me to really sort of experiment with different uh, flavor profiles and different cuisine styles. And so, so we just sort of been, it, it's a fun little thing that keeps me from losing my mind sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, f- fun hobby for sure. It's, it sounds like I'm not much of a cook myself, but, uh, <laughs> it sounds like a fun hobby. It's fun to, fun to certainly try lots of, lots of the fun things that get created. Is there anything that 
has gone on the menu or anything or or that other you or someone else is creative that you thought was going to be a really big hit and it was like colossal failure this wasn't wasn't a great combination to a lot of people i think that's fun to talk about um really not a ton of failures because typically when when we want to put something on the menu we'll run it as a special first to just sort of see the play on it um and we uh, i'm trying to think of some of the ones that i I don't really remember too many that have failed too hard. I mean, we've we've definitely tried some stuff in house that haven't made it all the way <laughs> to the customer base. Sure. Um, we, we tried a. I read somewhere about sriracha and strawberry going extremely well together, so I tried a shake with those two. That didn't work. But <laughs> there was only two people that had to try that. That was me and my sous chef, and then we're like, never speak of this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good way too. What about the other way then? What about something that you you know maybe was just a weekly special or something? Has there been anything that's then made the menu because it was so popular? Actually, there there was a mistake that has turned into one of our best selling burgers. Um, our <laughs> our undead guy barbecue burger. So uh, when we first started out, we had this braised and then fried pork belly appetizer and there was one day that i completely forgot that it was in the oven and and cooked it for about five hours too long um (laughs) pulled it out and i was just sitting on the counter there and it finally started to cool down a little bit and i was like this bacon looks a lot just like pulled pork when it's all said and done i'm like i wonder if i can actually just pull bacon and turn it into like a pulled pork sandwich and we did that and i I ended up running as a feature that weekend is just a pulled, pulled bacon sandwich with uh, this honey mustard barbecue sauce on it and threw some more bacon on there. And we sold out immediately. And then I was like, well, I, let's try it again. And like, let's hone down the recipe for this. Like, you know, let's change it up. Let's add rubs. Let's uh, mess with the sauce. And then we ran it two or three more times just to see. And then, yeah, so now it's on our menu permanently and it's, one of our mainstays probably in the top 10 of the burgers that are sold. That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always interesting to me, you know, how you can figure out those really fun and creative ways, but then you're also, you know, meeting what your customer wants, what they're, you know, what they like. So it's yeah, no, it, that has come full circle. It, yeah. With being, with being Ed zombie, as long as I am to the customer base, you know, you really get to know what your customers are looking for. And, you know, even though we have a very diverse crowd that comes through, I mean, we, you know, a bunch of traveling, right? This is sort of like a destination spot. Um, yeah, you see a lot of people who are right now in this time, like taking vacations to come to restaurants, you know, in other cities and instead of going on full on family vacations. So, but yeah, it's, it's really just learning what they want and seeing the trends and, at being at one place for as long as I have it, it, it's helped a lot with development. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of kind of on that same thread, since Jordan Creek has that the West Des Moines location, West Des Moines and Des Moines, East Village area are really pretty different demographic areas and you know may may have some of the same crossover of people, but you know the, the areas certainly are very different environments. How have you guys worked to really create that same value or give that same message, create that same experience in a completely different setting? Well, in the, the downtown location, the, the experience is going to be pretty, pretty different just because we have that full service side. But 
we, we tried to bring touches of downtown into the Westmoreland location through our, our zombies and our murals and just sort of the overall, we, we brought in the metal work that we have at the downtown in the quick service area um, and, and just sort of giving it that feel, but it's more just about the, the food there. You know, it, it, our biggest thing is consistency with the food over everything else, you know, and just maintaining that quality. So, I mean, I, I just want, whoever goes out to the Jordan Creek location, you know, to just grab a quick bite while they're out shopping is going to be the same thing as if they were to come here on a, a Friday or Saturday night and, and sit down for an hour and a half and have dinner. So I mean, we see a lot without their, it's families. It's a lot of children. Um, and then we see the same thing on the weekends downtown. Um, it, it, it's really driven by, by children and, and, and bigger families. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Certainly a fun experience for kids, just as it would be for anyone else. Uh, yeah. All of the the fun little touches that, that you have for, for the food and also the experience. Yeah, George, George Fermaro is a, a pretty big horror movie freak, and he's actually pretty upset that we've been voted like the family-friendliest restaurant. And <laughs> he's like, no, I want more kids crying. I don't understand why they enjoy this. And so I'm like, so. It's kind of a bummer, but it, but it works in our favor. Sure, yeah, that that's great. Something that uh, is could be difficult, but yeah, it's good that good that it's still meeting the needs of the people for sure. You know, in the restaurant business in in general, you guys in particular have you know, you've got a lot of employees, right? For we do. I think we're right about fifty five to sixty employees right now. Yeah, that's quite a few for a couple locations. And so in that comes a whole new set of challenges, right? What do you look for? How do you find success in that for other people that mightn't be in that same boat of some some businesses can operate really well with a really small crew and it's just a whole nother environment when you've when you also have a bunch of people to kind of lead the way with. Yeah, it's a lot about loyalty to our staff. I mean, we don't always find the the most most work experienced, you know, for, I didn't say it's a burger place. So at the end of the day, like there's a lot of people that are hesitant to come on and work. So it, it's working with the staff that we bring on. I, we, we end up with a lot of fresh and green employees, but it's really working with them. And it, it actually works in our favor quite a bit because we, we can then develop their skills. And then it's just about being loyal to them and, you know, being really caring about our customer base and our employee base to, to keep them to stay. I mean, our turnover rate is really low as far as actual employees. And that's pretty crazy. I have, I mean, for, for a restaurant that is as old as we are, I mean, I still have probably about 10 to 12 employees that have been with us from, from the beginning. Um, and then everybody else has been with us for three, four, five, six years. So it's really good. Yeah, so I, the, the lack of turnover helps us a lot, and and I think that just says a lot about our management style is that we we care for our employees and and they want to stick around. Yeah, that that certainly speaks well through that. If if nothing else, that shows a really good experience for you know those employees. They they see value too, and they're what they're getting out of their work and feel appreciated and everything else. If if they're staying around that long, that's a really good sign. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That helps create that really good experience for everyone, of course. It yeah, creates that no, culture. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and then our then our customers like at our downtown location with some of our servers, you know, they 
they've been going there, you know, for for eight, ten years. They're staying the same server at their table, you know. So that's it, it's just it's a nice nice little experience, and uh, yeah. I think it works for everyone. Yeah, that's great. I have one more thing that I really want to make sure I ask, um, and that is that I know you guys as a whole at Zombie Burger, you involve yourselves in the community to a point as well. What sorts of causes are you involved with and what ways are you really tied into the Des Moines community in that way as well? Well, it's it's been kind of nice for us. So we for the past two years, we, we've been providing hot meals to Hope Ministries, uh, a short-term homeless shelter here in Des Moines. Um, so we've been we've been there for two years, um, and then Orchestra as a whole has also been helping with some of the feeding throughout the quarantine time. So um, we do a lot there, but we really focus a lot on food insecurity charities. Since we are in the restaurant business, we like to sort of stay in in our niche. So. Helping, helping to keep keep people fed is is our is our goal. Um, so we we've helped a lot with uh, the Food Bank of Iowa doing different programs there, and then uh, so with their Smoke Out Hunger event that they typically do every summer, we we've, we've been a partner with them since that began six five or six years ago. Um, and then we we also like to do a lot with the uh, LGBTQ community and the East Village. Um, we always run specials during Pride that go to uh, one Iowa or to whatever sort of charity they would prefer us to to send stuff to, um, and then we'll do a, the occasional. Um, we've done drag brunches in the past as well, where that has gone to one Iowa, and so so we just sort of we try and keep pretty local with with what we're trying to help with our community. Yeah, that's so important, and you know, it speaks volumes. I think especially in Des Moines being such a tight-knit community. We we see that, we value it, and appreciate it. So thank yeah. you um, oh, as someone from you. the community as well. Well, Tom, I really, really appreciate your time, and I also really look forward to having a zombie burger breakfast in my future. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Thanks again for your time. We appreciate having you here, and I'm excited for everyone to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Amplify Iowa podcast. If you enjoy these stories, please leave us a review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and follow Amplify Iowa on social media. A-M-P-L-I-F-I-A. Amplify Iowa. Small businesses. Doing big things.